0: So we'll be in the book of Zechariah, and I'm sorry, yeah, Zechariah, and we'll also be in the book of Leviticus. So if you'll go ahead and flip to Zechariah chapter fourteen, and then we're going to flip back to Leviticus. We'll go ahead and get all our places marked, and then we'll move forward. Thank you, Jesus. I hope that um, everyone was here to catch the this, this Sunday school sermon. <laughs> it was good, and it really does um, add to the sermon that God has given me for this morning. Okay, so we're going to be in Zechariah fourteen twenty next. But the first place, so go ahead and mark your place there, and then flip back to Leviticus chapter 27. Everybody's there just say amen or oh oh hey I flip to one more okay all right so Leviticus chapter 27. Verse 32 is the key verse, but we're going to start in verse 28. So chapter 27, verse 28. And I'm going to pray again. Father God, we thank you this morning again, Lord. Father, I thank you for your calling and your anointing. Lord, I pray, God, that you would anoint these lips of clay. I'm just a lump of clay in your hands, Lord. I'm nothing without you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to stand before your precious, precious people, Lord. God you know that I love them and Lord I know that you are jealous for them and because you were jealous for them I am jealous for them and Lord I would do nothing to harm your people Lord let every word that proceeds out of my mouth be your words let every word that comes out Lord God be uplifting be encouraging be admonishing be what you set it out to do cutting even to the very marrow Lord God to the very need of every single individual soul here this morning. Father, I pray. Lord, I pray that you open the ears, the hearts, minds, wills, and emotions, God, of your people, Lord God, that they receive your word this morning. And God, we shut down everything that's not of you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your holy anointed word as we begin to read. In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to stand. For the reading of the word, we're going to be in Leviticus chapter 27, verse 28. And since we're reading so much scripture, we won't do this but once, okay? So we're not going to go back and forth, unless you want to. Verse 28, notwithstanding no devoted thing that a man shall devote unto the Lord of all that he has, both of man and beast, and of all the field of his possession, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted thing is most holy unto the Lord. None devoted which shall be devoted of men shall be redeemed, but shall be surely put to death. And all the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And if a man will at all redeem any of his tithes, he shall add therefore thereto the fifth part thereof. And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock, even whatsoever passes under the rod, the tenth of it shall be holy unto the Lord. He shall not search whether it shall be good or bad, neither shall he change it or substitute it. He, If, if he does substitute it at all then both it and the substitute shall also be holy. It shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments which the Lord commanded Moses for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. You may be seated. The message this morning the Lord has for you is holiness or holy unto the Lord. Amen? So I want you to understand that. Write it in your notes if you need to. Holy unto the Lord. Holiness unto the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. Amen? Verse 28, he says, Every devoted thing is most holy unto the Lord. For something to be holy, that means it is set aside it is picked up out of this world or out of wherever it came from and it is consecrated, it is set apart it is devoted, dedicated made holy unto the Lord Amen? So nothing that is made holy unto the Lord can be taken back God won't have it He won't allow it Amen? If it's His, you can't take it back So you know, my nephew and his wife came to us when their first baby or when their, their first baby was born, I think, and they wanted to do a baby baptism. And I said, no. <laughs> Let's sit down and talk about what is biblical because baptizing a baby that doesn't know Jesus isn't in the Bible. Amen? It's not there. It's not there. It's not in the Bible. I'm not doing it. Amen? It came, that came from a tradition of men of where um, I believe it was a Catholic minister, Catholic, had lost one of his children. And so he asked someone to come and pray for that child and dedicate it to the Lord, baptize that child, even though it was dead, so that it could be saved on the other side. Nope, not in the Bible. Amen? It's not there. It's not there. Just go ahead and swallow that big chunk right there. Go ahead and get it down. Because that's not in the word. But what is in the word is dedication, holiness. And if you had a baby, because Anna, the prophetess, was in the in the temple when they brought Jesus. Jesus. He's a good example, right? They brought Jesus into the temple to have him dedicated unto the Lord. Amen? Hannah brought her son, into the temple to have him dedicated unto the Lord. At eight, eight weeks, eight days. By the eighth day it's to be done that they are brought into the house of the Lord um, and they're dedicated. And back in the, in the Old Testament, they would, if there was a boy, then they would also, um, um, what's the word? I have lost it, circumcise the baby. Okay, so he was made holy and, and consecrated and set apart for God's service. And then you know what happens when you do that? This is the whole point of this conversation. Is when you dedicate that child unto the Lord, you come before God Almighty and the people and saints of God, and you say, I dedicate my child unto the Lord, you are now responsible. You have now committed and consecrated yourself to bring that child up in the house of God, in the admonition and munition of the Lord. Amen? That that child will know the things of God even from a child up. It is now your responsibility. So I sat my nephew and his wife down and I said, this is what the Bible says. So are you saved? Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Are you ready to make this statement before God Almighty and say, yes, I want to dedicate this child to the Lord and and consecrate this child for your service? Because if you're not, you better not lie to God. Amen? You can't dedicate this child and then take it back and teach it to sin. You can't dedicate something to God, anything. Right here, animals, groceries, your harvest. Amen? You can't dedicate those things to God and then take them back and say, Well, you know what? Verse 30. yeah, It's verse 30. You can't go out and harvest all the corn. That you're supposed to bring to the household Because back then they would actually bring the corn Into the house of the Lord So there would be food into the house of the Lord So they would bring one tenth of the best part of their harvest Into the house of God right? So in that chapter, in that verse in the Old Testament If they took that corn And they said you know what I can get a real good dollar amount For that corn So I'm going to take it down to the market And I'm going to sell the corn And then I'll bring the money To the household of God well, now it's not a tenth anymore. Amen? He says right here, it's not a tenth anymore. You dedicated that corn, but you stepped out and you went, you, you, you exchanged it, you traded it in, you you made, uh, redeemed it, like you redeem a coupon, you redeemed that corn for money or for silver, for gold. So now when you bring it into the house of the Lord, you're going to add five more percent to it. Amen? When God anointed, when they anointed Stephen, or Stephen, for the service of being a deacon and overseeing that ministry of feeding the widows and taking care of the shut-ins and the, the benevolence committee, so to speak, they, did, they, they anointed him for service unto God. God multiplied it by five and said, okay, you know what? You guys keep on preaching because that's what you're called and anointed to do. You keep doing your ministry. And right here, we're going to break out revival amongst the widows, amongst the shut-ins, amongst those who are pushing, pushing their, their uh, walkers and their wheelchairs. We're going to have revival right here through Stephen. Isn't that awesome? Because the Bible says that many signs and wonders were done through Stephen because he was consecrated, set aside, anointed, and made holy unto the Lord for this service. It wasn't, they didn't take a vote, it wasn't a popularity vote, they didn't say, you know what, I, I, I like the way Stephen dresses, and I think that he, look, he would do real well amongst the, um, the older ladies, and um, you know, he always wears those white pants with feet down the front, and keeps his hair real short, I think he would do good. That's baloney, amen? I don't even know what Stephen looked like, I don't know how he dressed. But the point is, that it wasn't a popularity vote, it was led by the Spirit of God. And when God does a thing, he will bless it and multiply it. Amen? Are y'all following me? Yeah. A little? So God has called us to be holiness unto the Lord. Are we not, is this not a church of God? A church of God is a holiness church. Did y'all know that? Y'all no, holiness. Amen? Outside, down the street, across the country, they're talking about y'all rolling in the floors, running around the church, speaking in tongues. I'm holy rollers. Y'all are holy rollers. Amen? Praise God. I should be the cheapest of them. Amen? We should be the cheapest. We should be number one. Like Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. We should be like that. Amen? Not a competition, but we should be so up in the Holy Ghost. Amen? I heard a little rumble going while we were worshiping. I could hear people speaking in tongues and praising the Lord and, and crying to the Lord. And that's what God wants in church. When we come together, there should be a, a loud noise that the people outside can hear it. People pull up in the outside. They should be able to hear you over Cheryl singing. <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> you might have to be loud. But if all of us, if there's 40 people in here praising the Lord, it's going to be loud. Amen? Not if there's 40 of us sitting in here going, "Mm, Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) We are holiness unto the Lord. You are holy unto God. He has called you out of the world. The Bible says, Come out from among them and be ye a separated, holy people. And then he says, This people have I chosen to show forth my praises. Amen? Amen? This ain't showing forth praise. I wonder how much longer preachers can preach. I wonder how much longer. I can't wait to get home and my, my son told me not to talk about foods so and not talking about food. I just can't wait to get home put my feet up and, and watch something on TV. That ain't that is not showing forth God's praises. Amen? That is not. If when those thoughts come in your mind, you rebuke them. Amen? Get rid of them. Not so, flesh. Not so, Satan. Call your own name. Not so, Divana. I'm here to worship my God. And I don't care how long it takes. Amen? A lady stopped by the, um, the Navajo H2O ministries the other day. And she said, you know what? She said, I just came from the hospital. And I've been, I've been praying with people. And she was she was so feeling their infirmities. She was so feeling so heavy. Her heart was broken for these people. She wouldn't come in there and say, you know what? I just went and I prayed for 13 people, and I'm so happy I prayed for all these people, and it's just wonderful because I prayed and I did this and I did that. She, said, she started sharing all their, their prayer requests with me because it was so heavy upon her. And she said, I'm going home, and I'm going to pray all night long for these people. That, that touched my heart. Amen? It really pricked my heart. Because she's willing to go home and pray all night long for people she really doesn't even know. To intercede, to see them healed, to see them lifted up, to see them set apart. Amen? To see them know, to come to know Jesus Christ and Him crucified and risen again in fullness and power. Amen? I had the opportunity to preach of an Ojo. Recently, and part of that sermon, what God told me to tell the people, I'm going to keep telling it everywhere, is that He is jealous for you. The Bible says that God is jealous for you. Not like a man is jealous for a woman and that's bad, he's going around doing bad stuff. Not like that. But He's jealous for you like that, and the fact that He loves you so much that He will not share you, His glory, with another. Amen. Because you are holy and consecrated. You are called to be His chosen and set apart people. Amen? Amen? We should be happy about it. Amen? Amen. We should be glor- glorifying God about it. You know what? Because our flesh goes, oh no. Oh my goodness. If i got to be holy, that means I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't go over there anymore, and I can't dress like that anymore, and I can't eat this anymore maybe, and I can't drink that anymore. Glory to God, guess what? He owns the cattle of a thousand hills. That means everything that he ever created is his. Amen? And the things that he says are holy and clean and perfect are. And the things he says to abstain from is because he loves you. Amen? Amen? If he says, if he says, abstain from strong drink. It's because he loves you. Because he knows it will jump on you and destroy your life. Amen. If I told my little grandchildren this week, those little beetles. You know, we have those little stink bug beetles everywhere. They're all, you know, they're always crawling around outside. You know, we don't touch them because they stink, right? I said, but see this beetle right here, and we, we, I said, and that beetle right there, and that one, you can't even touch them. They're called blister beetles, right? I don't know what, football beetles and and black black beetles and all these different kinds of beetles. And so many of them are poisonous. We just decided we will abstain from all appearance of beetles. We're not touching the beetles. Amen? Because it's for their own good. It's for their own good. I can't tell you which beetles are poisonous and which ones aren't. There's too many of them and they all look the same. They all have black, shiny, spindly legs. They're all crawling around outside doing stuff. And we wake up in the morning they are stuck in the front of the house. Don't touch that one. We don't know. Just, just don't touch it. Amen? Abstain from the things that can hurt you. And that's why God tells us not to do these things. And we're not going to go into that today. But you probably already know some of the things that God has told you personally not to do. Amen? Amen? For me... Now, this is, this is totally me, and I'm not putting my own personal convictions off on you, but the Lord um, convicted me, or how you want to say it, of wearing earrings. And so I, I, I like earrings. I had the earring here, and I had the cuff on my ear, and I had the dangly thing up here. And, and um, my brother bought me one when he was in college in Atlanta. It was like a little uh, ring. No, it was like a, a lizard. And I wore that lizard on my ear. Like, all the time. A little silver lizard. Only on one ear, because it was the 80s. I wore it on my right ear. And, there's... <laughs> and my dad was a jeweler. Okay, so I had earrings my dad made for me. He was, a, he was a scrimshaw artist. So they were made out of whale ivory, and he would carve on them, and then you'd take that indi- indigo ink and rub it in there that India ink and rub it in and he, he, these were handmade hand carved sterling silver earrings that sit in my jewelry box because I, can't, I couldn't wear them amen people give me earrings and I say okay I put it in the jewelry box and then I wait for somebody to need something or someone gets those into the ministry another a lady, one of the ladies will sew into the ministry I know she wears earrings I'll give her the earrings Or one of my sisters, you know, comes around, I give her some earrings. Amen? But when God moves on you not to do something, you just don't do it. Amen? I didn't question him too much. This is, again, back when I was very young. Why? But because he said not to, I said, okay, I won't. Amen? And I still don't. Some people, he'll tell you not to cut your hair. He might tell the guys, he might tell you to shave your head. But whatever God says, you do it. It will line up with the Bible, though. You will find it in the Word of God. Amen? If he speak, and he's speaking to you this morning, and he's saying, I have called you unto, into holiness. I have called you holiness. Amen? That's what he wants. He wants this label on you. Remember the Bible says that he, he put their, his seal upon their foreheads in Revelation? He wants this, this label on you that says holiness unto the Lord. Holy unto the Lord. That this sister right here is holy unto the Lord. Amen? Guess what will happen when you start walking in holiness? Evil things will fall off. Amen? But also evil things will abstain from your appearance. Until you start messing with demons And stirring them up And then they'll come and they'll challenge you Like, bro- like brother said, it's true They will challenge you, amen But I have walked into places And an entire crowds move out of the way Not because of me But because I'm walking in holiness, amen I've walked down the streets And I've seen people full of demons run to the other side Hide behind stuff like some, And I'm, I'm, I'm to the point now Where I'm wanting to go over there and say Hey, come here <laughs> but you know what? You've got to be led by the Spirit. Amen? I don't, you know, but, but what I'm saying is when you begin to walk in holiness, holiness goes with you. What is holiness? Who is holiness? Holy Ghost. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, because He won't dwell in an unclean temple, amen, He will, get that, He will not dwell in an unclean temple. In the book of Ezekiel, I know it's the Old Testament, but let me give you a, a graphic Example, in the book of Ezekiel, the people kept on doing what they wanted to do in the temple. They kept on doing what they wanted to do in the temple. They, the, the prophet, Ezekiel, would come and he would say, Thus saith the Lord, God said, Stop doing what you're doing or he's going to leave. He's going to withdraw his spirit. And the people said, No, he didn't leave today. We're going to keep doing what we want to do. And they kept doing what they wanted to do. And Ezekiel would come back and he'd tell them again, God said, Stop it. I love you, I love you, I love you. Please stop it. I don't want to leave you. Amen? And the people said, no, we're going to do what we want to do. It feels good. just feels good. We're going to do it. And eventually, the Holy Ghost literally, Spirit of God literally, lifted himself up out of that temple and went to the back door, to the gates of the temple, and hovered there. And when I read that, and I preached that to my congregation, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, hovered there at the temple door. He waited just a little. It hurt him so bad. It grieved God so bad to have to leave one of his people. He loves you that much. He is that jealous for you. It breaks his heart. My son says, if it breaks my heart, if I can feel this amount of pain, on earth in this fleshly body I cannot imagine how Father God must feel when one of his children disobeys him, when one of his children resists him, when one of his children turns their back and walks away how does it make God feel go read Ezekiel he hung out right there at the, at the, at the gate of the temple giving him one last chance, one more chance Even in the book of Revelation, it says he gives that wicked woman a chance. Amen? One last chance. That's how much he loves us. But when when that one last chance is over, it is over. Over. Done. There are no more chances. Holy Ghost left that temple. He was gone. Amen? Those people were lost and undone. Is that, are, are you understanding me? When when God chooses you, when God calls you to be holiness, you need to go ahead and accept it. You need to go ahead and jump right in. Go ahead and say, Lord, I surrender. I give up. I give in. I want everything that you have for me, Jesus. Everything that you paid for on the cross, Lord, I want it all. Lord, I don't want anything that's left in this world like Devon was saying. This world has nothing for me, Lord. Amen. The cross before me, the world behind me, way behind me. I don't want it anywhere around me. I don't want any residue of the world. I don't want any sticky stuff stuck to me anymore. I want to be clean, pure, and holy before you, God. Because I want to be found pure and acceptable in your sight. Amen? I want to be that sweet, smelly fragrance in your nostrils, Lord God. Amen? We cannot have our hands in the world and our hands in heaven. It's got to be all or he won't accept it because he's that jealous. Do we understand this? I was talking about Brother Stedman before earlier, our, our Larry's bishop. And um, he said, he was preaching one time in a low country down in, in South Carolina. And a lot of those people were into um, the horoscopes. Those little, you know, reading your horoscope on the daily paper, the newspaper. Or those, little, you go through the grocery store. and They have those little scrolls right by by the checkout. I picked up the Gallup Sun yesterday. There was a, an ad this big for horoscopes. That's witchcraft. Amen? Amen. You cannot touch it. Don't look at it. Don't let curiosity get you. Oh, I wonder what what um what I can't even remember what Sister Millie Gina, She ain't your sister. Amen. She is not your sister. It says, Sister Millie, she's not your sister. She's a sister of Satan. Amen? Amen. Don't receive it. Don't even go looking to see what it might say about you because it's not about you. It's a lie forged in hell. Amen? Don't go looking. You can't have your hand, one hand on witchcraft and one hand in heaven. It won't work. Amen? Mm -hmm. I believe that when the the woman reached out, she grabbed onto the garment of Jesus and she grabbed on with everything she had. Everything she had. All the faith, everything she had within her, and every bound of physical strength that that she could muster up, grabbed on to the garment of Jesus Christ. You ever try to leave your kids when they were little? Try to walk out the door, you gotta go to work, you gotta go somewhere, and they grab onto your pants' leg or they grab onto your leg, can't Amen? We should be like that to Jesus. We should be grabbing onto him with everything we have and not letting go. Somebody tries to come and pull that kid off of your leg and they're kicking and they're screaming. Amen? They lose all amount of reasonability. They're just completely unreasonable. Amen? You can't reason with them. You can't barter with them. You can't bribe them. Amen? The devil tries to bribe you. He tries to reason with you, but you should be unreasonable for Christ. Larry Stone got that down pat. Amen? Unreasonable for Jesus Christ. You will not move me, you will not shake me, I will not turn around, I will not go another direction except for Jesus Christ, amen? I'm done with the world, I'm done with witchcraft, I'm done with drinking, I'm done with partying, I'm done with, you know, gossip, done with it. I'm done with the world system, done. What I care about is what Jesus cares about. What I care about is heaven's system, amen? What does the Word of God say about me? I don't care what that sister of hell has to say about what star I was born under and what moon it was. I don't care. Amen? Because I was born again at the altar of God. Woo! Hallelujah! Come on, y'all. Born again. All of that stuff is gone. It has no part in you. Amen? No part. Cut it off. Get rid of it. And don't take it and give it to somebody else. Amen? He even, he even talks about that right here. Don't take that offering and try to exchange it for something else. Because it's still holy. You just gave it to the dogs, but it's still mine. Amen? That's what he says. Did I tell you to do that? That's what he asked us. Did I tell you to do that? No. Now you owe me double. That's mine, and what you exchange it for is mine. Amen? Don't bring your offering up here expecting to receive. Don't bring it to the storehouse and say, "Okay, God, I see this a lot, y'all." Open rebukes, better than a secret love. I don't think y'all do this, but maybe, maybe this is for you to tell somebody else. But you don't bring your offering into the house of God. I'm gonna use this Bible, like a big fat. Chunk of money. Okay? You don't bring your offering into the house of God and say, Lord, I will give you this offering. This is everything I have this week. It's this the only thing I have left. And I'm gonna bring it and I'm gonna give it to you, Lord, because I want you to give me a car. I want you to do this in exchange for this. I see y'all laughing at you. I know it's wrong, right? Don't do it. We had a man come to our come to us and ask us, ask me and Larry for prayer. Larry. And myself for prayer. And he said, I'm going to give you this pickup truck. Man, I'm telling you what. He didn't know me at all. But that pickup truck was the kind of pickup truck I wanted. Okay? So he drove it up onto our property and said, I'm, I want you to pray for me for this situation I'm going to give you this truck. I believe God's going to answer my prayer. I said, he'll he'll answer your prayer if you'll give your life to him, if you'll believe him and trust him, and he's not going to bless you because you gave me that truck. So don't give me the truck if you think that's, that's what it's going to take for God to bless you. If God tells you to give me the truck, let's do it. But if God's not telling you, if it's not in your heart to do it, and you're doing it in exchange for God to do something for you, let's not do that. I'll pray for you right now, right here. Let's do it nothing you don't owe me nothing amen amen there's not a price tag you don't live a holy life so that you can get stuff we don't worship him so that we can get stuff just like we read in psalms earlier we worship him because he's holy we serve him because he's holy we love him because he first loved us amen do you understand we, we could it's not even we don't even have capacity in our human selves, to love him until we realize that he first loved us. When he comes into us and he washes us of sin and he makes us whole, the spirit of Jesus comes in, that's when we have the capacity to love. Amen? That's when we have the capacity to have compassion on others. Everything changes. Amen? Amen. I'll amen myself. Psalms, we're, we're going to get to um, the other scripture in just a second. But Psalms 103 says that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Amen? We are his, correct me if I'm wrong, we are his Denek and the Debet of his pasture. Amen? Do you know what that means? How many of you are herders or have sheep? What happens to the sheep? They eventually become meat for the master's table. Amen? They do know your voice, Amen. Amen. And they won't follow another. I go out there and talk to the sheep sometimes that come up on the property they are looking at me. They're just like, I don't know you, I'm not listening to you. But eventually the sheep become meat for the master's table. Amen? That's the whole point of the sheep's life. It's to produce. Good fruit, good juicy meat, good healthy wool. Amen? We are sheep of his pasture. We are, he is bringing you up. He is setting you apart. He's taking you away from the goats. He's taking you away from the mud. He's taking you away from the muck and the mire. He takes you away from the thorns, away from the wolves and the foxes. He protects you and he keeps you and he feeds you really good food. He leads you beside the still waters. He gives you this the good green food. Amen? And then you become meat for the master's table. Lord, what does this mean? It means that we give him our lives. Amen? We lay down our life for him. That we lay down our life and we pick up the cross and we follow him. In the Hebrew, the Bible says that that uh, Jesus literally, it's if he, the Hebrew letters or words, where it says that he literally um, nailed himself or put himself on the cross, his own hands. He pressed his own hands. Jesus pressed his own hands to the cross. That God himself pressed his own hands to the cross. Amen? How much more should we... It's our reasonable sacrifice. It's the least that we can do. Amen? If we love him, like we say with our mouths, then we'll love him with our whole heart. We'll love him with everything that we have. We'll do everything we can to show our love, to allow him to move through us, to allow him to say, go and give that last dollar. Go and make a cake and give it to so-and-so. Go and do this. Go and You will hear him. Amen? The Bible says that you will hear Him behind you. And He'll say, don't look to the left or to the right. But this is the path. Walk in it. Amen? And that straight and narrow path will take you to places that you've never thought you'd go. Amen? But when we live holy consecrated lives, when we give ourselves wholly and completely over to God, He will use you mightily. And I don't know about you, but that's what I want. That is my heart's desire. I want to be used mightily of him because I want to see people saved. I want to see people set free. Amen? You know, we we go about our daily lives. We go about church. We go about worship. We go about work. And we hang out with people that need deliverance every single day. Day in and day out. We sit down at the dinner table. Look across at our friends and loved ones knowing they need deliverance. Or maybe we don't know. Maybe we're just not listening. Maybe we're just kind of shutting ourselves off. Oh, that's just the way he is. That's just the way she is. What's Holy Ghost say? Amen? I want you to start asking Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, what do you say about this situation? Holy Ghost, what do you say about this person? Holy Ghost, what do you say? Look at yourself in the mirror. Holy Ghost, what do you say about me? I want to know. Amen? because I want to be holy unto you. Now let's go ahead and flip over to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 20. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 20. It says, In that day there shall be upon the bells of the horses the varied bells on the horses shall say holiness unto the Lord and even the pots in the Lord's house shall be like bowls before the altar yea every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts and all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and see therein listen you are a vessel of the most high God amen the reason you were created is to be to bring forth his praises. The reason you are here is to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants you saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in his power. Know you not that you're the temple of the living God? That means Holy Ghost. Amen? That means you are a temple, a house, a pot, a vessel for Holy Ghost to use and to move in and to live in. Amen? The Bible says that he makes his angels ministering spirits and his ministers flames of fire. So if you ever wonder why it is when you come to church and the preachers preach him hot and heavy, the Holy Ghost is moving and you feel kind of like you're in a seething pot like we just read right there. You're kind of in there and you feel like you're being cooked. It's because God is purifying you. He's refining you. He's making you and shaping you into the men and women of God that he has intended you to be. Not the man or woman of God that you want to be. Amen? It's our responsibility to find out who we are in Christ Jesus. What he wants us to do. What is your calling? What is your anointing? What is it? Where is it? How is it? And I'm not going to say he won't, but it's very seldom that I've ever seen it where he gives you a whole big picture. He says, do this, do that, turn this way, go that way. Because he wants to be that that voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Go this way. Go that way. But know this. When you walk that walk, you're, you will spiritually have on you that label that says holiness unto the Lord. Holiness unto God. Because Jesus came and made it possible that you could be holy unto the Lord. Amen? He was our greatest example. He is the one to look to. Don't look to Devana. Don't look to Pastor don't look to Sister Cheryl, don't look to Larry, don't look to whoever else, don't look to the television evangelist, They'll, oh, we'll let you down, we're just humans, amen, but Jesus, Jesus did it right, he never let anybody down, he never failed, he never stumbled, he never sinned, amen, he was pure and spotless, and that's the example that we need to try to attain to, that's, we, that's the target, amen, to be like Jesus, that's what matters not anything else not anybody else nothing but Jesus amen nothing but Jesus if i can't think of a song that says that nothing but Jesus but i'm sure there is one but we need to be like nobody but Jesus can't nobody do me like Jesus because he's all right that's that's a song because he's the only one amen he's the only one that can sanctify you he's the only one that can set you apart Larry talked a little bit about sanctification this is sanctification You cannot be sanctified and unholy. Those two words don't. Mm -mm. If you're sanctified, you will be holy. Amen? When you got saved, Jesus redeemed you. Amen? He started at work in you. And the Bible says, and it teaches over and over and over again, that it doesn't stop there. When you got saved, now it's time to pick up your cross and follow him. There's a reason he said that. Because when you follow him, the things of this world fall off. Like the hymn says, the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Because the more you walk in him, the more sanctified you get. The more you grow in sanctification. The more you grow in holiness. Amen? It's not, he doesn't just come over and say, oh look, you just came straight out of sin and I'm going to wash you. In my blood, amen, glory to God, he does. And he makes you pure and spotless without sin. Then you get up and you go back to work, or you go back to the world, you go back out to the things, and stuff starts jumping on you. Amen? The old thoughts come back. Nobody taught you, nobody told you. You just go. You're trying to find your way in this world. That's why it's important to come to Sunday school, that's why it's important to have somebody to talk to, but more important than that is to get filled with the Holy Ghost while you're right there. If you're praying with somebody that just got saved, pray for them to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Don't leave them there. Don't leave them to go out there and try to figure this out. Let them go ahead and get filled with the Holy Ghost while the Spirit's moving, while the troubles waters are troubled. And then counsel with them. Stick with them. Love on them. Tell them what the Bible says. Teach them. Lead them to the book of John first and the book of Romans. Don't just tell hey, you know what? You need to go read Ezekiel right now. That's too much for them to handle. You're taking a baby and giving them steak. Amen? They need some milk of the word. They need to know about the love of Jesus. And that's where the book of John comes in. And then the book of Romans teaches us how to walk that walk. Amen? And Paul and Jesus and John are all about walking in holiness. Everything all throughout the Bible is holiness unto the Lord. Amen? We need to get a hold of this and understand that as men and women of God, I don't care what your denomination is. I don't care where you go to church. I don't care what your background is. What I care about is what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says, be ye holy as I am holy, says the Lord God Almighty. Amen? You can't argue with that. You can't. It's futile. It's a waste of time. Amen? Be ye holy as I am holy, says the Lord. If you'd like prayer this this morning, come on down. We'll go ahead and anoint you with oil and pray the prayer of faith. and believe God. We believe in deliverance. We believe in healing. We believe in everything that Jesus paid for on the cross. 2,000 years ago, he died on the cross so that people could be saved. Saved from sin. Saved from eternal death. In hell, in separation from God, he died so that we could be made whole and live life and life more abundantly. Amen? Life abundantly is not under oppression. Life abundantly is not under demonic possession. It is not under sickness and illness and pain and anguish, depression, addiction. None of those things are, are things that come along with the Christian walk. Those are things that Jesus paid for to be taken away. Amen? So that you can be free and free indeed. Amen? All right. if all hearts and minds are clear we'll go ahead and close with prayer. Father God, we thank you this morning, Lord again, for your word. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your anointing. I thank you, God, for your anointed word. I thank you, God, for Holy Ghost being here. I thank you, God, to be filled with the Holy Ghost anointed with your power, Lord. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would bless and move, God, in every person's lives, everyone here today. Lord, I love them, and I know you love them, God. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you just bless them, keep them move in their lives, Lord. God, as they go out of this house today, of this house of gathering today, Lord, this house of meeting, Lord, I pray, God, that as they go, and wherever they go today, that you would direct their footsteps, direct their thoughts, speak to them. Let them hear your voice, Lord, and let them tell someone else about the goodness of you and about what you're doing in their lives, Lord, Lord. I thank you. I praise you. I give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory God. we pray God for all of our uh, spirit all of our leadership all across the world, across the country, for the President of the United States, for the president of the Navajo Nation, Lord God, for all of our council members, for all our chapter house leaders, all of our mayors and governors and teachers and and ministers and, and even all the way down to the lowest, whatever leadership, all the way to the highest, Lord. God, I pray even for our Sunday school teachers, our moms, our dads, Lord, I pray. Missionary leaders, Lord. Lord, that you would just anoint them, move on them, Lord, strengthen them, God. Lord, show them the way. Father, I pray that their spiritual eyes be opened unto your perfect will and purpose for the places that you've placed them in, for the positions of authority that you've placed in them, Lord. Lord, I pray for those that are going around about the reservation, especially, Lord God. Lord, that those who are going around and teaching, they're teaching this and they're teaching that, they're teaching this and they're teaching that, Lord, you can be and you are everywhere, Lord. And God, I pray, Father God, that you would open their eyes spiritually, Lord God. Lord, that you would speak to them and through them, Lord God. Lord, if they're not of you, Lord, that you would sit them down and straighten them out, Lord God, and put them in a place where you can use them, Lord. God, we come against every demonic activity that's going on, everything that's coming against our families, everything that's coming against our households, our churches, our schools, our kids. Lord, we come against it. We band together and we agree together right now in the name of Jesus. You take your hands off of our kids. You take your hands off of the Navajo children. You take your hands off of, of the homeschool situations. You take your hands off, Satan, off of the, the school system. We come against every demonic plot and ploy that you have planned for our children and for the next generation. We plead Psalms 91 over them. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. Lord, that they should be brought up in the admonition and the love and the power of the Lord and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, in Jesus' name I pray. Bless your people, Father. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Nope. Um Announcements. We're still doing the fundraiser for the heater. We were at $97, I think, last Sunday. 93, 93. And we need to get to 5000 So, So, five, yeah, we're, uh, I believe we're getting a whole new air conditioner heater system. Okay. And that, that's the, the one that's here is too small. And it won't carry the load And that's why it's always shutting off And shorting out and messing up So um, they found a price for $5,000 I'm not sure exactly what all that entails But it's the uh, replacing the system So next, next winter it won't be cold in here Lord willing And then July 25th through the 29th There is a revival at Pine Hill Dennis is preaching Tuesday and Thursday, Sister Curly Wednesday, and Leroy Tate Revival going on in Clagato right now. Um, is today the last day? Today, that, The last day was the 22nd. I don't know what today's date is. That was yesterday. I'm recording.